0: It just had this like empty feeling, like it just never gave me a feeling like I was satisfied with it or that it would ever be enough. And I was just like, is this what I'm gonna do for the next 30 years of my life? If you are suffering in your life or in your business, it's only because of one thing, you designed it that way.
1: Welcome to the Wellness Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, and I'm excited to take you on a journey to reclaiming and reconnecting to your magic, the magic of your health, your wealth, and your soul's purpose. As a woman's wellness coach and business mentor, I've been coaching women for over 15 years, helping them rediscover their innate abilities to heal, to transform, and to manifest their deepest desires. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of inspiration and information, Diving into the multifaceted approach of what it means to live to our fullest potential. Let's do this. This is a Soulfire production. Welcome back, Wellness Witch listeners. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. I'm really excited to introduce you to my bestest friend, Oliver. This is actually. His third time here on the podcast. And it's been a while since he's been here. We go way back. I am so grateful for my friendship with Oliver. He is not just the greatest friend ever, but also one of the absolute best coaches that I know. And he has been there through all of my breakdowns and my breakthroughs and really supporting and guiding me always in the best way possible. And I'm so excited to have him back. It's actually been a while since he was last here. And there is something in this episode for everybody. We often spend so much time on our health, on our hormones, on nutrition, on the fitness stuff. And even on the business stuff, we spend a lot of time thinking about the money when there's the peace in between. And that peace in between is doing the hard things, knowing that it's time for a change, healing relationships, healing the relationship that we have to ourself working through different breakdowns because this is life and we're all going to go through this and experience it in some capacity. So Oliver starts off, we dive into his story a little bit because it's been a while since he was here. And so we chat about his breakdowns and what that looked like and some of his entrepreneurial journeys that kind of crashed and burned and where that left him and how that impacted his relationships. And How he really got through some of those breakdowns and some of the hardest times in his life, and how he really started to pull himself out of this breakdown. And actually, in the past 15 months, he has been deep diving into writing his own book, which I'm so excited to get my hands on. And it's been a 15 month journey. So, we talk about what that journey's been like and what he's learned about himself. And then we really dive into kind of the juice of it all, you know, why we stay stuck for so long, why we are holding on to things that no longer serve us, whether that be work that we're doing or relationships that we're in. We talk about the sign when it's a time for change. Like, How do we know when it is time for change and how do we actually lean into that change and fully embrace it? We talk about what it takes to unapologetically go after what you want, how to do hard things, expanding your capacity. There is a lot that we dive into, and I am so excited to share this conversation with you. Before we officially dive in, a quick little intro about Oliver. He began his coaching practice in 2012, committed to helping entrepreneurs align their lives and businesses with their gifts, purpose, and impact. He has been in his clients' corners supporting and guiding them as they left careers that no longer serve them, taking their businesses from zero to multi-six figures, healing relationships, going from burnout workaholic to three-day work weeks, and so much more. So let's dive in. Enjoy. Enjoy. Oliver, welcome back to the podcast.
0: Samantha. I'm so excited you're here. Uh, me and Jana were just talking about like, when was I last on your podcast? It was a while ago. Yeah, we were on your couch and we were recording it.
1: Oh my God, it was so long ago. Right? You were here for episode six and episode 65, which, and we're like in episode like 270s, 280s right now.
0: <laughs> oh my God, like 200 plus episodes ago. Holy crap. And so, the, and it's really cool because now I get to be on an episode with the Wellness Witch podcast.
1: Correct. Yeah. You were here when it was Healthy Hormones for Women. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, so it's good to crazy. be here.
1: Yeah. I'm so excited you're here. And it's just crazy to see how much time has gone by and like just so quickly.
0: Lots of change, right? I mean, um, I was telling you before we started recording, I was listening to your uh, miscarriage and mushroom retreat episode. Mm-hmm. And like, it was just so, so moving for yeah. me to hear it because like, I feel very fortunate enough that you shared that with us like well, like a few days after it happened. Yeah. Um, but I will, what I will say for the people who are listening, it's like, As I was listening to it, it was almost, I'm like, did she record our conversation in her backyard? Because you were almost, you were exactly the same Mm. when you're telling your story story. and when you were like just with us, like in a private setting, like you shared with it, you shared every single detail and thought and impulse that you had around it and just the way that you do, like totally honest, totally um, vulnerable. It was, I, I no doubt that it was so healing and you know, lots of people need to hear that
1: thank you that means so much and it means a lot coming from a man you know you wouldn't think that typically a man is going to be like drawn in to want to listen to an episode like that but you and I go way back and that means a lot and i so appreciate you listening to that so thank you
0: yeah the thank things so the things fun. that we're up to now in this season of life compared to when we first met oh my God. crazy
1: it is really crazy and because it's been so long since you were here i think it would be a great place to start with your story taking us through maybe some of the cole's notes of that <laughs> uh so that our audience can can reconnect can reconnect with you
0: sure okay yeah so essentially my journey it really starts back in university i was 18 years old. I was kind of there by default, and just going to chase a a degree. And actually, that's where we met, University of Toronto. I know that's where we met. And part of the part of the incentive to stay local and and literally be 10 minutes drive from where I grew up, like with my parents, living with my parents. Part of the incentive was I got a, a great job at a local car manufacturer. Where imagine this is like 20 years ago, I was making $35 an hour making time and a half, making double time. I was making like $800,000 a week as a Amazing. student. And I was only working yeah. two to three days a week, right? Uh, on an assembly line. And so I got—I was at this point where I'm just like, all right, so I'm doing what you're supposed to do, like get a degree. And then also I have this very, at that time, very high paying and stable, secure job that like a lot of people would would want. But why is everybody that I meet on the assembly line like so miserable and so sad and all they do is complain all the time and yet they're here and then not only that there's like really high level educated people there there's phds people with master degrees people who are teachers and they're doing repetitive work and there's nothing against doing that work like part of the reason i got that job was my incredible uncle um he he worked there for like three decades of of his life and supported his family and and really got the whole family established in Canada, essentially, it was the first one here, my mom's side. But for me personally, I was just like, wait, why is everybody here? But they're all so so sad and so kind of annoying. They're very toxic. Well, it was because they had car payments, boat payments, a cottage payment, a house payment, kids to send off to school. And so essentially they were kind of like strapped to this high paycheck. And kind of like without options. So I didn't like, I kind of didn't like seeing myself kind of going into that direction. And so it started to spark up all these questions for me and my professors, maybe some of them were inspiring, Mm -hmm. but the rest of them just felt like they were working for the government. They were in this institution and I'm like, I kind of want to be a teacher, but I don't know if I want to be in a university or a high school setting. So I've always had that kind of like heart of a teacher in a way. But I couldn't see any examples for me. And and so at that time, I had to turn to books to really find some answers to my questions of like, what is possible for me? And what are the other life paths that I could take on? And so that's when I really dove into a lot of personal growth work and reconnected with my love for entrepreneurship. Like back when I was a kid, I had three dreams. I had either I'm going to be singing around the world like oh, rocking out on stages around the world or I'm going to be like a creative writer or artist or something like that because I used to love drawing. Um, but the one that was the biggest was like, I'm going to be so rich one day, I'm going to live in a mansion. Because <laughs> honestly, when I was young, growing up uh, in Mississauga, there was a point where where I lived in a three bedroom home with at one point 13 people in my family. Wow. Yeah. And there was in 11, 1200 square feet. And it was so tight. Grandparents, like beautiful, right? Because raised by my family for who sure. love me, a tribe, but also yeah. no physical space. So like mm-hmm. I went inwards for that space and kind of had these dreams of entrepreneurship, but I must have lost that like in, in high school, just kind of like forgot about that dream. And this kind of like sparked it back. I'm like, oh my God, like I think like, I, for, I don't know. How did I forget this? And so investing in myself and reading all, all these books kind of sparked my interest um, is primarily in real estate investing. And I just saw that right. there was this whole pers- you know idea of creating financial freedom with real estate. And that was sort of the, the main thing that drew my attention. So I really dove in headfirst into that direction. So just fast forward, um, Mm -hmm. I realized that I didn't want to spend any more time doing things that weren't connected to my future somehow. So much to the dismay of my once proud parents, I dropped out of (laughs) university one of many times to come over (laughs) that decade of my life. But I dropped out and I pursued my path as an entrepreneur. And eventually I started my Real estate investing company at 23 years old. Something I gonna that I was. Say,
1: you were so young when that all started.
0: It's kind of insane. Like, I see, like, I I meet entrepreneurs who are in their 20s, and I think back, like, that I was that age when I started. Mm-hmm. And I, like, it doesn't connect. I feel like I'm like, how is that? How did I even. A, a part of me has looked at my past self and be like, wow, he's so bold and so naive. And now that I've gotten a little bit more experienced, I'm a little bit more cautious. So I, I, <laughs> I kind of need that young version of myself back, like a little little parts of that because he was just it, yeah, yeah he was brave, right? So I started this company with one of my best friends at the time. And we had this, this dream of financial freedom with real estate. And I I was like, man, I figured it out. I, I got my shit together. I know what I'm doing for the next 30 years of my life. I'm going to have hundreds of properties i'm going to be a developer i'm going to do all these things and i felt really lucky because everyone beside me is like what am i going to do with my degree and like do i go to back to school and get my master's and everyone was kind of like not knowing i was like wow i know i'm fucking great you know but three years into that journey and we're doing deals we were able to create these investment opportunities for people where they would make really generous returns and it would be so hands-off for them and it was like creating something from nothing it was really like taking something from my mind and bring it into reality and that part was really exciting but then it just got to a point where it was like okay well we need bigger deals we need more deals we need bigger investors and Mm -hmm. it just had this like empty feeling like it just Never gave me a feeling like I was satisfied with it, or that it would ever be enough. And I was just like, "Is this what I'm going to do for the next thirty years of my life?" Right. And like, you know, I I talk about this in my book that I've been writing for this the longest time period, like this mm-hmm. longest period of my life, the last fifteen months or so. But yeah, there's a series of events that happened, like that caused me to be, you know, like forced sabbatical to really reflect. It was like three years into the business and because of that forced space and I could get into it like if if you want me to, but essentially. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I'm curious if actually your business partner with a real estate business felt the same way or was he like, no, let's keep going more and more or yeah, like did he feel the same way?
0: That's such a good question. Like honestly, I think I was so focused on my own experience. That I wasn't as emotional as a like emotionally aware to even fully consider that. I was so spiritually mm. bankrupt and mm. I was so like hollowed out inside and I didn't know what the hell was going on. And so it almost became self consuming, right? right? Like, okay, get a coach, go to this training, go to the seminar, try to reinvigorate this passion. And I did that for like six months and I'd try to get that spark back. Like, let's review the vision and rewrite the vision and like redo the website and do all these changes just to feel like something was happening that was different. Mm -hmm. But it would never really last. It would would just bring me right back to where I was, where it's like, is this really all there is for me? Right, right. And so I didn't really consult with him until I had already decided that I was going to close the company down. But like really what led up to it was, I was getting traction. I was invited to be on like TV and to get interviewed. And I was super transparent about everything, telling people behind the scenes this is what we do. This is how we do it. This is how we make money. This is the risk. And this was like 2009 to 2012. So back then, being very educational and giving people a transparent look behind the scenes. It was kind of newer at that point, so sure. we, felt, we felt really bold in, in acting that way. But then that, that bit me in the ass because as a licensed real estate agent, there's a governing board that actually looks at all of the activities that you're up to and makes sure that you are complying under certain guidelines, and they saw right. me on TV and there's stuff that they didn't like that they, you know, they didn't like what they heard, essentially.
1: Of course, right.
0: I got nine complaints registered. Oh my yesterday. God.
1: I didn't, I don't think I knew that. Yeah. I knew you had complaints, but I didn't realize you had nine.
0: I had a fucking stack of paper that was like this thick. It was oh, like 30 shoot. pages. Pages of my website of like whatever, different profiles, different things and like highlights and, and circles and like question marks. I'm like, what? <laughs> what the? What is this? And I'm like, I'm 26. And I'm not, you know, I'm not really, I'm scared of authority at that, you know, at that age, I'm just, for sure. And also, I'm a people pleaser, I want to make sure I'm doing a good job for people. Yes. So if there's anyone saying like, hey, you're putting people at risk, and what are you doing? Or you're doing something wrong. At that point, I was just like, super fragile in that sense. Mm-hmm. Even though I knew I did nothing wrong, even though I did feel like I was in integrity with what I was doing, I'm right. still open to be like, hey, if you see something I'm doing wrong, let me find out what it is so I can fix it so I don't repeat right. that. So I'm very coachable in that sense. But this freaked me out, you know. Of course. And it wasn't even like an agent or a client or a house seller saying, hey, this guy needs to be reported or whatever. It was the, It was like the governing body's investigator themselves who right. sought, yeah, who sent me those complaints. But that kind of like forced me to like think. And I'm like, oh, maybe this is the universe giving me some, some like Science. signs to like yeah. review what I'm up to and, and reflect. And so i went through this very introspective period of my life, very much behind the scenes. Like no one really knew mm-hmm. how much turmoil I was going through. And at that, point, at that point, I would like, I paused the business, didn't want to do deals that would maybe further the mistakes that I, that they were thinking that I was making. So, so I wanted to like, make sure I was protected and I was doing everything right. But uh, essentially it really, and this is another thing I've never sh- shared before, but I feel like it's just how time has changed. I actually knew that my, the only thing I, that I could do was turn inwards. And so I found all these resources about ayahuasca. And this is like 2012. And my only friend, my friend had a call with him at that time. And he's like, I flew down to Peru. And I, it was like this long hour flight. And I take a boat. Then I had to like climb this mountain. And I went to this <laughs> building. And there was like eight of us there. And it was like a week. And we had to follow this diet. I'm just like, okay, that's too much. Mick. I need right. like answers like right now.
1: Right now. Right. Yeah.
0: So I actually went and did some psilocybin mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Which circles back to what we just, what we started the conversation with
1: totally <laughs> and I did
0: it I did it in the middle of the night as a ceremony in the privacy of my own bedroom, with all the lights off, with my eyes closed, with no music, with no stimulation and just wow I wanted all the the inner environment to kind of like reveal itself right because right. I knew I had to get out of my own way and ultimately that was one of the most profound experiences that I had. Because it was always very recreational up until that point, and not really in a mature way that I was that I was using plant medicines or even looking at them as plant teachers, but what I walked away with from there was just this lack of self compassion, like this lack mm-hmm. of this disconnection with my heart, and it helped me realize that you no know, there's a there's a greater purpose for me, there's a greater use for my gifts, and it was almost like. It's almost like God was like, I almost had this feeling like the world need me to be a real estate investor. Like, does the universe really need me with my different skills and talents and gifts to use that to invest in real estate? And it just didn't feel like it was the best use. That's and so a week later, that's when I closed that's when I closed that company down and my whole identity vanished that I had been building up for like eight years and it led to this wow. whole reinvention process and this massive self-discovery experiment that I kind of did on myself to really find my footing, my path, which has been like the foundation of what I've been up to over the last 11 years. And it really turned into like this, this calling to help other entrepreneurs eradicate their own spiritual bankruptcy. People who've succeeded and done well for themselves. And there's no more meaning. There's no more sense of fulfillment there's a disconnection from themselves they don't know who they are they don't know what they want anymore so yeah a a big part of my work has been really drawn towards those types of people ever since then and that's kind of like the origin story but
1: yeah it's a good story so warning people if you do psilocybin it might really transform your life in many many ways you guys know how important sleep is. And for me, if I'm not sleeping, well, I'm going to be cranky and grumpy the next day. Not to mention Your cortisol is going to go up. Your insulin is going to go up. You're going to be exhausted. You're going to be craving more sugar. This is why my go-to in the evening time is two capsules of Chill Now, which is organic reishi. It is a 15 to 1 dual extract. And you might be thinking, what does that even mean? It basically means it is amazingly potent. It is a great adaptogen, great for your nervous system, helpful for sleep, for anxiety, for stress even immune support. I absolutely love this product. It is my go-to. Now I love my functional mushrooms, but if there is one that I absolutely had to take to the grave with me, it would be reishi. You can head on over to aversiowellness.com, check out all their amazing functional mushrooms. But if you want to get your hands on some deep sleep Go with a chill now. Use the coupon code wellnesswitch at checkout for 15% off. So you went through quite a breakdown and breakthrough, a pretty young age. And many people are going through that in their 40s and their 50s and Why do you think people stay stuck for so long? It's a lot to unpack.
0: (laughs) I'm just looking at the most obvious, the number one obstacle to all of our growth is that we have a human nature part of us that's often overlooked and that part of us wants to keep things safe. Mm -hmm. Right? So in psychology, there's, uh, a principle called the map is not the territory so for instance me when me and janet we were road tripping all across costa rica and i remember this one place where we're just like hey, let's find out this location oh cool it's five kilometers away like i'll get there in 18 minutes that's what i was thinking right because in living where we live it's pretty flat like it's right you know not many issues getting from point a to point b five kilometers right. is a really quick drive but there it's dirt roads, mm-hmm. there's no lights, it's windy, you're up and down mountains, an hour later, we oh, get really? to our destination and like we've, there's no more sunlight. And so it's like, the map is not the territory as in, you can think, oh, I'm gonna, this is where I am, I have a nine to five job or I'm starting my business and this is where I wanna be. I wanna have a successful business, a thriving coaching practice, lots of dream clients that I work with, and i'm going to go go from here to over there but the territory is your self sabotage your totally. doubt your yep. fear your resistance and i think the trouble is we overlook we are our own kind of enemy in that way wow. or and we and i think another challenge is we think that that can be fixed or solved when really it's something to learn to be with it's just it's that's part of our human nature it's innate it's ancient. It's almost like we're so smart that it bites us in the ass because it's like <laughs> totally. the, intel- the our intellect is so at the front of this is what's valuable. This is what's powerful. My cognitive capabilities, my intellect. But you can't over intellectualize the a- most ancient part of your brain, which is totally. connected to your nervous system. And like, you know that better than any of us that your nervous system, like if you're not keeping it in check, it runs the show.
1: Totally. Yep. I would say that we just don't realize or we're not aware how confronted we're going to be when we start the entrepreneurial journey or the weight loss journey or the health journey. Like, Like you just said, you know, oh, I'm in my nine to five, but I'm going to create this thing and be an entrepreneur and get all these clients. And it's going to be awesome. And then you sit down to do the work and you're like, oh, shit, this is hard. I'm not good enough. I don't think I can do it. So and so over here has this better thing. And it just like unleashes all the questions and the self doubt and the self sabotage. And then we stay stuck.
0: And which is, I feel like if you're going through that, recognize it for what it is. Mm. The size of your fear and resistance and doubt, it's that high because it's at the same height of your greatness. Mm. Like how amazing you could be, how big your gift is, how big of an impact you can make totally. is so big that the villain in the movie that is your life is going to be just as big. That's kind of just, I feel like it make for me at least, it makes things a little bit easier to contend with. Recognizing, yes. oh, you know, in every story, there's a good guy and a bad guy. My life is a story. And there's going to be, you know, twists and turns. There's going to be obstacles. There's going to be villains. There's going to be whatever. There's going to be obstacles. Right. So that's just part of the path. And right. You know, one of the things that I'm so adamant about is like misadventure is the adventure. Yes. You're never really like falling off the path. Like that's part of it.
1: Part of it. Absolutely. I know we have this like fantasy that it has to look and be a certain way. And then when it doesn't look that way, then we start to question if it's the right thing. And, you know.
0: You mean like on Instagram? If it doesn't look like the way. Oh God!
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, sure, that could be one of the things because let's face it: how many people are consumed with their Instagram and their branding and how it looks and how it needs to be and how often I need to post and like, oh my God, it's just (laughs) like exhausting conversation. I always, at least lately, what I've been doing is kind of like sitting back and looking at the things that I'm working on or more so looking at the things that I have resistance to and then sitting back and being like, but actually how big of a deal is this really? Like in the grand scheme of things in life and challenges and hardship, how big of a deal is this thing that I'm working on? Like it's actually not. And like saying that to myself, it allows me to like, okay, it's, I'm making this a bigger deal than it needs to be. Let's move forward. That's been like the conversation I've been having with myself lately.
0: Well, it helps to have that perspective. Yeah. Because when you look back and you're like, that was quitting my job seemed like it was going to be impossible. And right. Getting fired was the worst thing of my life or being dumped. And I thought it was over for like, right and you look back you're like oh i kind of uh survived that yeah you know i'm still standing so then that's kind of like the other side of your innate capacity as a human being is that you will adapt that you will survive even when it's an it seems like an insurmountable obstacle you'll get to the other side of it and like one of the things that's so just obviously clear and the simplest thing we can look at is that thing you're talking about like what are what am i resisting right what am i avoiding typically the shortest path to our potential is doing the thing we've been avoiding Mm
1: -hmm. there's
0: there's a reason we're avoiding it because it's going to cause us to grow it's going to be disruptive and that's kind of like that's the thing about like growing it's kind of annoying right (laughs) it's (laughs) kind of annoying it is kind of annoying it is cuz then you like you know yourself a little bit and you notice things about yourself you're like oh wow that's mm-hmm. really annoying to that i'm awake to all these ways of behaving and thinking and judging myself yeah. and others and life and you kind of you can't just shut it off anymore you're just aware of it and it's, it does become a little bit annoying so you've you've kind of disrupted your life in that sense right so it's so true to be awake even you know to ask a hard question of course like Of course, we want to avoid. Of course, of course, we want to resist. Am I happy? Like asking ourselves, is this where I want to live? Mm. Is this what I want to be doing? And such simple questions, but it's almost like it pokes through everything.
1: Yeah, I love that. The shortest path to your potential is doing the hard things.
0: Doing the hard things, doing the thing that you've been avoiding.
1: Yeah. So what advice would you give to someone who's in that place right now? And they're like, I'm in pure avoidance. What's that next step that I take?
0: So the thing that comes to mind is, so I had this one client and she was at a job that was very much out of integrity with her values. And that's something that I find a lot, right? Like I'm going to succeed at all costs, even if it means breaking my own code, even if it means breaking my own values, burning myself out, neglecting the things that matters. I just got to succeed. And that happens. that's, That's toxic productivity. And
1: totally.
0: I'm so sick of it. And one of the things that she was contending with was like, was this issue, right? Like, why haven't I changed? Why haven't, like I'm stuck here. Why haven't I freed myself from this, from this work environment? And I said, between now and our next session, every single day, I want you to have a new mantra. Are you ready? Can you write it down? And she was like, yeah, I can write it down. And I said, I'm choosing this. Mm. And so when she's in a customer interaction when she's confronted by her boss when she's doing draining work when she has no time to do anything else but make a meal for her kids and shower and go to bed and do the same thing the next day like just miserable i'm choosing this i'm oh, choosing this i'm choosing hits. this she like the next week she was like disgusted for sure and all that really is it's coming back to if you are suffering in your life or in your business, it's only because of one thing. You designed it that way, which is great because you get to redesign it. Ooh, <laughs> you know, you,
1: yeah. if, you're,
0: if you've been choosing that, you could choose something, something else. else. You can unchoose it. You're not stuck there.
1: Yeah. Ooh, so that's I think,
0: a good one. I mean, besides like, you know, just do the damn thing. You, it's so easy to say that. I know. Because I'm... you and I have done like, some riskier calculated risks, right? But we've done kind of more unconventional things. And so we have a few under our belt to be like, okay, I'm going to make this big investment. I'm going to take this hugely. Like we, there's a, even though we still will feel fear, but I feel like that's the easy answer. Just do it. Just, But truly the awareness, I think, and owning it and owning, oh, this is mine. Oh, I did this to myself. Mm -hmm. I can undo it. So it's like, it just brings that ownership back.
1: That's a really good one. I also just think that people don't take enough time to like sit with these questions. Like you were saying earlier, you know, like what makes me happy or am I happy? And I think that's a massive piece is like actually sitting down and getting clear on your values and what's important to you. Because I know, as I'm sure you've gone through it multiple times, like with my business, for example, you just get to a place where it's just like. The same thing over and over and over and over again. You're just kind of going through the motions. And then you have to take a step back and be like, wait, like, wait a minute. <laughs> What's working here? What's not working? Am I happy? Let me reconnect to why I started this in the first place. What's the ultimate goal? Like, I had to really, I've had to do that multiple times. And every time I've done it, it's brought me clarity. And it's brought me, like, it's given me direction. And I think that if we don't sit with these questions, we're kind of just throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping something's going to stick. And, like you said, just kind of going through the motions and ultimately avoiding really doing the hard things.
0: But on, who has the time for that shit, though, Sam? <laughs> <laughs> I got a business to run I got team members I got a family I got a house I gotta Mm -hmm. fix this this relationship I have I have aging parents like who really has time for this so like but which is understandable yes but I you know so like one of the things I had to do writing. so this book I've written like six drafts of it 1100 hours it's been 15 months Wow. And it's like I thought it was going to take three months to write this book, <laughs> and so I had to really think like I've worked with people on a private like one on one level for eleven years, just mm-hmm. very, very deep and intimate and i've you know the book really forced me to kind of look behind the curtain and deconstruct it, reverse engineer it a little bit. I'm like, why do I suggest this and this why right. why does why has this worked for people? But when it comes to this like to be, The ability to ask those questions. So, like, questions, the right questions open you, right? They create openings for you to see yourself and life and your world in a different lens. And it's confronting because sometimes we think questioning is doing something. If I say, Are you happy with your spouse? They don't want to question it because questioning it might mean they're leaving them. It's like, No, 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 just like you're just asking a question. And it takes so much vulnerability and courage to just be like, do I want to live here? Do I like the way my business is? Do I like the clients that I work with? Like questioning, it doesn't mean that you're actually doing it. But I think before you're even able to, you have to have capacity to ask the Mm -hmm. questions. And so a lot of people will come and do this work with me and they say, I'm ready to give up, sell my company, quit, start over. I'm burnt out. It's taken over my life. It's overrun me. And I'm like, slow, like slow down a second. Like you're working 60 hours a week and you're in a husband and wife business. And you've been in this business for so long. Like you need to take a step back. Like you were saying, right? To take a step back and ask the question. And so ultimately it's like, you can't do the difficult work and the heavy work that we've been avoiding. Like these questions Mm
1: -hmm. until you
0: have capacity. Right. If you don't have energetic bandwidth, if you don't have that room in your day to confront those things, it's actually a, it's a big disservice to you because now you're going to try a shiny object. You're going to try and change something. You're going to make a, like a kind of like a big decision but it's not going to be coming from a place of I've taken a step back and I can breathe and I have some room and I can hold a bigger space and I can look at it from a different point of view. Like, so we really need that.
1: That's key. I really appreciate you saying that because, well, that is an important piece of like the puzzle, I guess you could say that people neglect to notice or make, make the space for.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean like next time you, ask somebody for something or someone ask something for you, like of you come from the question of, do I have the capacity for that? Right. Do you have the capacity for that? Do you have enough bandwidth for that? You're talking to your husband, you're talking to your business partner or whatever, like it's a heavy question or, or difficult topic. Hey, do you have the bandwidth to discuss this, to, to explore this right now? Do you right. have the capacity for it? No, I don't. It's like, Oh, okay, great. Mm-hmm. Like there's a total different boundary there. There's a total respect for the nature of what these questions can create. So if you're coming from a place of like, I'm nourished, I'm nurtured, I'm rested, I'm clear. And it's almost like if you have a client who wants to start their own course business, they want to create online courses and they're not even sleeping. Like (laughs) what? Right. You know? Yeah. Like, are they going to take any of the training and coaching calls (laughs) and advice to the level that they could if they're not even (laughs) sleeping? right you know that's right. kind of like the sim- the simple way right to look at it
1: yeah i mean this opens like a whole other can of worms because then like you brought up boundaries so if somebody's asking you do you have capacity to have this conversation right now most of us don't have healthy boundaries or we're constantly people pleasing and so we're saying yes and like then this shortens or not shortens but it impacts your capacity
0: And that's one of the things that I I propose in my book is that one of the daily questions that you ask is how does this affect my capacity? Capacity for what? To do hard things. Mm. If I say yes to this event, if I say yes to this new marketing strategy, if I want to start a new project, whatever it is, how does this affect my capacity to do hard things? Because every day I'm going to have to do the things that I've been avoiding, because that's actually going to create forward momentum for myself. And if I don't have the capacity to do the hard thing, that's going to create the forward momentum, I'm going to be stuck. I'm going to be exactly where I was. So if this event or binge watching Netflix or not sleeping or not meditating or like burning the candle at both ends is diminishing my capacity to do hard things, that's where I would look first. I wouldn't think about like what's on your to-do list and what projects are on your list. I would do that first.
1: Right. That is a great tip. (laughs) Thanks for sharing that. I have received such beautiful feedback from my episodes that I have shared about my pregnancy journey and miscarriage. And I just want to thank so many of you. I also just want to let you know that our Naturally Nourished program is here to support you in your fertility journey, but your overall hormonal health. So if you're feeling lost with what to eat, with how to balance your hormones, how to get great sleep, manage your stress... I know how confusing it is to navigate the information online and there's so much conflicting information. It's really why I created Naturally Nourished so that women can really learn how to nourish themselves. And this isn't about investing in fancy, expensive hormone testing and gut testing. And I don't want to debunk those or undermine those, but we really need to learn how to get the foundational elements in place. And when we can do those consistently, we are going to Experience such amazing, vibrant health. I'd love for you to join the Naturally Nourished Program, and you can save a hundred dollars with the coupon code podcast. Head on over to holisticwellness.ca forward slash naturally nourished and join the program today. Okay, so you keep talking about your book. I want to hear more about it. I've been in some way, I guess you could say, along for The roller coaster ride that you've been on for these past 15 months. And let's talk a little bit about that. I mean, there's so much to unpack there. You essentially traded like an eight hour work week to, I think this is right. You were working with clients basically like, you know, seven, eight hours a week and traded that in for like the hardest 15 months ever. And let's start there. (laughs) yeah let's just start there
0: well thank you for your patience with me over the last 15 months (laughs) or the last however many years you've known me because i have i have my own pace (laughs) with with many things you're like oh you're 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 creating a course now oliver oh you're gonna you're creating a book now oliver I've only been telling you this for how many. So thank you for your patience with me on that side of things.
1: My pleasure. <laughs> I, I I really think our audience should know our relationship. So we're like being really kind right now. You <laughs> should hear some of the messages we send back and forth. You remember the podcast voice message I sent you? And I was just like, you need to fucking get off your ass. Like, you need to start like, it was just so.
0: But we have permission with each other. Totally. Which is, uh, which is why, why it works. Which is yes. why it works. Oh, and like it. Janet will always mention my wife, she'll like, we'll go, we'll hang out like <laughs> the four of us and we'll just have a beautiful night, just hanging out and chilling and talking and having fun. And it'll be for hours. Right. And then yeah. it's getting late. Like it's getting like to a like we all go to bed like not not too late, but yeah. it's starting to get late when we're together. For we go even deeper into the hours, totally. and then and then we start the talking about all the business shit, and then oh we start talking god. about like all the work stuff. I'm like, why did we leave this for now?
1: I know it's crazy, <laughs> and then it's like a whole other five hours, and then it starts over. Like, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's like, oh my god, it's two a.m. We should probably <laughs> cut this off right what now. Are we doing? Yeah. It's crazy. But yeah.
0: All right. So, okay. So, essentially, I'm very grateful for the, like, being able to experience and achieve a really important milestone, which is for years I was obsessed with Tim Ferriss, or I I still am. Like, I love Tim Ferriss, and Mm -hmm. I've always loved the four hour work week. And that's kind of been one of the biggest kind of models that I've kind of like looked at in terms of his idea of lifestyle design and leverage and, increasing your earning capacity so you can free up more time, all these things, right? And so I'm in the middle of an ayahuasca ceremony. This is like mm-hmm. four or five ceremonies in a row where I'm asking this question, what is the next evolution of my purpose? Among many other things, but that was a very big call to the medicine, right? Okay. To to actually go through these journeys to find out what was next because I was in this place of like, it's time for an evolution. I don't really know what it is. I don't really have outside influences that I felt really drawn to. So I knew again, just like what I talked about when I was still in the middle of my real estate business, I needed to go inwards. And this was kind of my pathway to go inwards. And so many ceremonies later, I finally got some clarity, right? And because I never got any for many in a row. And so it gave me this Overwhelming like gratitude and just joy and just like, dude, you are living the four-hour work week. Don't you Mm. get it? Like you did it. And I'm like, right. Mm. (laughs) It was like three or four years where I increased my coaching prices by 334%. (sighs) Insane. And it meant that I could go from working with eight to twelve clients a week, right? Sessions a week that would work with me for a year at a time
1: mm-hmm.
0: down to anywhere from four to six that's Amazing, and and make even more money. Like, right. So yeah. it, like, it was, that's, I even, I cracked multiple six figures by doing this and whatever. Right. But I never really kind of let myself really look at it. I, I was appreciative. I was thankful. I celebrated. But this moment in the medicine was just like, dude, you did it. And it gave me the, like this, beautiful sense of pride and mm. then it took a turn
1: oh, as it does
0: I even, even just like saying that my stomach kind of like <laughs> yeah just got queasy a little bit <laughs> it said is helping five people a year really the best use of your gifts oliver mm.
1: that's profound
0: and i'm like you're so annoying, <laughs> <laughs> you're so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> because i'm like i my intention was entrepreneurs, business owners, with teams, with families, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. impact them and it ripples out. That's right. cool. That's high leverage. Yep. Like that's That wasn't really high leverage, but it was very high value, I would say. Yep. And so that kind of opened my eyes and I was like, oh, wow, I just got called out by Mother Ayahuasca. And then it showed me just countless people that I'm able to serve. I'm like, what? How? How would I do that? And it almost hit a roadblock for me because I'm so used to pay me lots of money, talk to me once a week for a long, you know, for a year. And I know I'll get you there. Like that's, I'm, I'm a hundred percent certain that I can help you in that scenario. But what this was showing me was just like lots and lots and lots of that. I'm like that I can't do what I've been doing based on what you're showing me in this right. journey. So it showed me just the capacity to like, just work with so many people, countless people. And it took a long time to get the, you know, some nudges, from people and resources and 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 like finding a path that really worked for me and finding right. a coach and a model to really emulate and like see that like wow no I really resonate with this person and how they built their businesses it took me a long time but it almost happened right after that like all of these mm-hmm. things start to come into place to help me realize like oh I th- my breakthrough is that season of my life I called it how do I make the most while working the least? Hmm. That was kind of the question that I was trying to solve for all those years. And then it moved into how do I go from helping people to building something that I know is going to help people? And And that's kind of like how it kind of led into this path of like, okay, one of the steps is this book. I need to map out some of these ideas that I know will work. Like if you read this book and you follow it and you do everything that I'm telling you to do, and you look at the stories that are examples of how this has worked for them, and you try to integrate that into your life, just that book alone, I can trust that it will transform your life. And that was... No, I I took it very like maybe more seriously than I thought that I I even could, because it's literally it's been so such a long time just like making it better and better and better.
1: I know I read like the first little bit of like the first rendition of it that was back in February of this year.
0: That was like the fourth draft.
1: Yeah, and so maybe third draft.
0: Yeah, that I thought it was done in February. Mm,
1: I remember that because I was on. I was flying to Costa Rica and I was like, perfect. I've got my iPad. I've got some great reading. And then you were like, yeah, I'm changing it.
0: <laughs> well, I didn't change it. I completed it. Hmm. It wasn't, com- it wasn't whole. It wasn't complete. It was like that version was like in a hurry, like almost too, almost too to the point. And I don't know if it gives the insights and the tools and the lessons justice just by just like, here's what it is. Like right. I feel it, like there's a lot of, a lot of it that takes some time to absorb and some depth of understanding of some of these ideas. So like it, it just got fleshed out and, and it, I found a way to weave it all together. And so it has been a very, like a, a longer journey that I anticipated. And For I sure. became a full-time writer, like
1: mm-hmm.
0: by accident <laughs> because part, like part of that was like, I need capacity. I know that. So I, I did take a step back from some clients by working with them less frequently in terms of sessions and I didn't take any new ones on and like, so, because I needed, I thought I would have three or four months maybe just to focus on this and get it done. And then I can get right Right. back into this, you know, my, my, my clients, but it's just took, it's taken way longer and has been like the hardest, most challenging 15 or so months for so many reasons because of just yeah. what it, like what it's taken out of me. I haven't had for bandwidth. Sure. There's a lot of things that I like and I enjoy that are good for me that I had to step back from to put it into this. Like I like that, that free time.
1: For sure. Oh, I know you like your free time. <laughs> <laughs> like I like my free time too. And if you mess with my free time, I'm going to feel on edge, I guess you could say.
0: But here's the problem, right? Like I remember when I like, so I was presented with this question from this, this company that I'm working with, this coach that I'm working with. And he was just like, well, what are you going to tell your spouse? What are you going to tell your future kids when you're forced to stop working for six months? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, well, I, I do get high fees for coaching, but if I have to stop coaching, all of it stops. Right. Because I'm the one who has to help people.
1: Right.
0: I haven't built a thing that is helping people. Delivering transformation, delivering value, creating results.
1: And impacting like millions.
0: And so that's kind of like what I was confronted with was this kind of other idea of just like, what if Janet couldn't work? I couldn't work. Had to stop working. Take care of an aging parent or get injured. Who knows? Who knows? Right. Like, did I really build something that can Mm -hmm. keep going? So
1: amazing. Well, I've seen the evolution of this book and your business and all the different renditions. And it's just been really beautiful to witness and watch because even though, of course, like all of us go through all these breakdowns, there's the breakthroughs on the other side. And you've really done it with a lot of grace. You really have. <laughs> You're I don't know. I don't know. I feel like your level of emotional intelligence—it's because you've spent so much time on that, on your emotional intelligence. I feel like many people would have thrown in the towel by now.
0: I well, you know you've what? Really
1: Let- built that up for yourself. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead.
0: I appreciate that, and it means a lot to hear that from you because you've—you've seen. You've like, you know, I share with you like what's going on, mm-hmm. and like, yes, I think there's a lot of years that have led to having enough tools to navigate the discomfort, the unknowns that what the the last 15 or 16 months have been. But it definitely, it does affect not just me, right? Like Mm -hmm. I'm married and I have a wife and we're starting, we want to start a family. and, And so there's, there's other aspects to that. Yes. Which is why like, when we are trying to make a change, when we do feel like we are stuck or maybe we are in like in a sort of maintenance mode. I think, you know, we do something cool and drastic and passionate and it becomes finally it, it's there's a lot of hard stuff that you got to do and a lot of pain and discomfort. But then eventually, if you keep going, you'll reach a success. If it did for me. You know, I was like, wow, this is awesome. I could just keep doing this. Right. But then it turns into maintenance. Like you're just maintaining the success that you've created and you're not really growing anymore. So it's almost like if you stay in that maintenance mode too long, stepping into the next level of your gift and your purpose, taking your business to a new level. And it's not always about like leveling up and blah, blah, blah. Like it's just a matter of like, what matters to you? Do you want to make an impact? Do you want to create more meaning? Do you want to help other people? What's that way that you help people? Whatever that is, you know, business is a vehicle to do those things. And it requires, life requires us to evolve and grow as part of the forward movement of life, right? So I think we get to the top of a mountain only to realize we're at the bottom of another one.
1: Yeah, totally. And there's nothing
0: wrong with that. We just have to be very, with accept that that is human nature, that is life. But yeah, it, it does become this point where it's like, here we grow again, you know? You have to like really acknowledge that okay it's gonna be it's gonna be challenging but it's almost like do i want to solve a problem for today or do i want to solve a problem that will last years ahead and so for me that's kind of like what has helped me a lot is knowing that this is a small piece of a much larger puzzle of what i'm creating for sure and it's gonna be an asset that will keep creating value and creating results for me, clients, readers. And that's kind of like what has kept it, kept that dedication going. But I, what, what I will tell you is when you're an entrepreneur, it's really nice when you can launch something and get some feedback and validation. Hey, I have a new program, have a new idea. Awesome. Mm-hmm. People like it. People are paying for it. Awesome. But the book, though, hasn't been that. It's been like no one's seen it, no one's read it. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, not yet. So, not yet. I don't know yet. So that. Like just keep going, continually moving forward on that path with none of that to keep refueling you. That is, it's grueling,
1: for sure. What is the name of your book?
0: So this is the first time I'm announcing it anywhere.
1: <laughs> I know. I'm so excited.
0: So it's really, really cool, and what a delight that I get to share it with you, Sam. I'm uh, on so your great. show with your audience, and so the book is called The Daily Prosperity Method. How to Expand Your Capacity by Owning the Day.
1: It's a good one. (laughs) It's a good one. I can't wait to read it. I'm very excited for you. Where can our readers go and get your book?
0: Yeah, so by the time that this podcast is released, it'll be available at olivermanalesa.com DPM.
1: DPM for Daily Prosperity.
0: Method. yeah daily prosperity method so com slash dpm
1: perfect so we will make sure we put that in our show notes and for anybody listening if you follow oliver on instagram and you read any of his posts like you are a beautiful writer beautiful writer so i'm excited for you because of how this new adventure you're on in business and this new path that you're taking and because you're such a beautiful writer the impact you're going to have how those words are going to land with people like i love getting your emails i love reading your posts oh really yeah oh, they're just they're beautiful so i know that people are going to feel the same way and i i can't wait for them to feel that <laughs> yeah
0: well i'm so grateful for your love and your support and mm-hmm constantly being like a huge cheerleader, not just for me, but, but me and Janet. And I, I have had beautiful visions when in these ceremonies of just like, Samantha is like your fucking, like one of the best like, oh, people in your life.
1: I like, love that.
0: Part of your spirit team or your celestial like team. I just, you know, mm. and I just felt like all of the, just the mutual, Love and respect and excitement and it's so cool to Thank you. to share like all these years like and how we're growing in our own different ways and many parallel ways and yeah. oh man
1: it's been awesome I'm curious to know what you've learned about yourself throughout this journey of writing your book
0: I learned that I have a very unique capacity to stick with a problem for a very long time.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Stick with a question, be in discomfort in the face of trying to understand what that question creates and opens up. And I, I can do it for a very long time. Like that last phase of how do I earn the most while working the least? I was mm-hmm. obsessed with that. And I wanted to know every single piece that I could that was at my disposal and every person. And it wasn't like I'm reading all the books or talking to all the people. It was like, if the right person and the right idea and the right insight like showed up, I would sit with that idea for so long, like obscenely long. Like that email I sent today, it's a piece of the book as well. Not necessarily in that way. Right. Which, yeah, it's essentially this idea of like, there's a formula for doing high ROI work. So how do you get the highest return on investment for the work that you do every single day? Because a lot of people will do busy work, but get nothing done. They'll be right. distracted and they'll be you know, doing things that dull their unique gifts instead of actually moving their life and their business goals forward. Right. And so there's a couple of necessary pieces. You got to look at leverage, right? So leverage is one piece of the equation, which is, does the action that I have in front of me that I'm going to be executing on, does that have a larger profound ripple effect across several areas or does that at the very least make me feel the most proud or make something else, make everything else easier, right? So it has to have that kind of scale or leverage. And the next piece is value. So is the activity or the task or the project in front of me? Does this require my intense dedication and focus, my unique skills and attributes at the highest levels that I have to work deeply and intensely? Because if it doesn't, someone else can do it. It's replaceable. Or I could do it in the afternoon. I could do it tonight instead of like the most valuable hours of the day. So it's got to have high leverage and high value. And so those are two pieces. And if you just focused on make sure early hours of the day, I do the high value work, high leverage work, You'll do really well. But I think what has accelerated things like this question, right? How do I earn the most while working the least? Was realizing relevance. where mm-hmm. Most of us don't ask ourselves enough, what is the most relevant, the most important problem or obstacle or opportunity right now, today, this week, and then this week, and then this week? Some of us are trying to solve problems that have nothing to do with what's in front of us. Right? Some of us are executing opportunities that have nothing to do with what's right in front of us. It's tomorrow's problem. It's yesterday's opportunity, but things are always changing, right? Like new people, new circumstances, new options, new pathways, new ideas, you know, come up and that we have to be able to just like that, the Google maps metaphor, You have to know when to reroute yourself. You have to know when to make an adjustment. So it's not just point A to point B. It's like as you're going through, maybe like in Costa Rica, one of the roads are flooded. Okay, well, do I have a vehicle to drive through it? Do I have to wait it out until tomorrow? Like you have to know what to adjust, right? Like if you're not working on the right problem, that's a lot of, in my opinion, wasted effort, wasted energy.
1: I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking I'm like,
0: yeah. So I think s- sitting with problems for such extended periods of time is something I think I'm better. like, I don't think I ever would have thought that, Oh, that's something that I can do. But I think after this experience, I'm like, yeah, wow. Yeah. I have an appetite for that. I can study and reread and relook and rethink and request like. You
1: with are no, with really good. No exhaustion. That. I can think back to like, just all the things you've been interested over the years, like you're really good with doing a deep dive into it and then almost like coming out of it as the expert. Yeah. You've been really good with that.
0: Well, I don't know expert, but like maybe a really good student of it.
1: (laughs) Yes. But I guess I see you like, okay, if I want to know, if I want to know stuff about Tim Ferriss or what he does or what he teaches, I can just come to you because I feel like you're the expert in all of it because you've done such a deep dive in it. Like you're the expert to me in like so many different areas because you really commit to learning and understanding. Well well,
0: here's the thing though, right? Like we all have that in our own unique ways. Right. Right. Like you have things that you've spent thousands of hours pondering on and working on and implementing and testing and seeing that's obvious to you, right? Like you can look at one of these. Health coaches, businesses, lives, funnels, marketing, messaging—you could like look at it, and it's just obvious to you. Just sure. like this, you <laughs> could look at you could you could read someone's like their nutrition, their hormones. You could look at it. You've spent thousands of hours there. You can just look at it. Boom. You can roll out of bed, right. and you will know exactly what you can probably identify the problem really quickly, if not also the path to the solution really quickly. Right. Right. So it's like. When people think of what is high value in terms of the work that they can do, that might be a way to look at it, right? It's like, where am I effortlessly curious? Mm. What do I already have a natural advantage in? Derek Sivers has a beautiful quote. He's the guy who came up with the hell yeah or no idea. I have have his book. The title is hell yeah or no. He's the guy who created that idea. But he says, what's obvious to you is amazing to others. I love that. And so sometimes we think, oh, yeah, that's a no brainer. Yeah, you cook the steak like this. Right. Yeah, no problem. Don't like yesterday, I made a shepherd's pie. Yeah, you just make a shepherd's pie. But then some people have to be like, okay, watch a video and ingredients and have to have everything. I'm just like, no, just, no, you just do it. Because some things you've spent a lot of time and effort and thought in, it's just easy. But depending on where you direct that, it can yield a higher earning capacity. You can solve, larger scale problems for people right. where having that that problem remedied would change everything for them. Mm. So I think we all have that in our own different ways.
1: For sure, that's very true. Absolutely. Well, that was so good. Thank you. <laughs> that was the third third time's a charm. I love it. The third interview. Thank you for being with us. Where can our audience connect with you, learn more about you, all of the things.
0: Yeah, they can find more information about the book and uh, the work that I do on my website. So olivermanalesa.com and on social media. I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. And um, yeah, that's where you can find some of the the insights and stories and tools that I'm sharing. But the book, The Daily Prosperity Method, you can find it at com slash DPM. Awesome. Thank and you. And it's only
1: $5. Oh my God. That's amazing. That's amazing. Thank you so much. And I can't wait to share it with my audience. And I can't wait to read it myself.
0: Samantha, you are such a gift in mm. my life, in Janet's life. You are just such a bright light of Of joy of energy of excitement you're a visionary (laughs) you're a visionary we come to you for advice we come to you for support we listen to what you have to say when you call i pick it up you can't say that for everything but like when i see your when i see if i'm if i can see it and you're calling i will pick it up like so i I love you dearly and I appreciate you having me on your show and and sharing sharing this conversation with with the people that you care about and and uh, and who follow and trust you.
1: Thank you. Now I have tears in my eyes. Thank you so <laughs> much. That means so much. And I so love and appreciate you thank you so much for being with us today i would love for you to check out oliver's new book the daily prosperity method how to expand your capacity by owning the day you can head over to his website you can follow him on instagram he has shared all the links definitely go check him out, read his book. I bet it is going to change your life. And if there's anybody that you can share this episode with knowing that it might change and impact their life, we would love it if you would do so. Thanks for being with us today. Have a beautiful day.